Dearest friends, hello everyone. Marahavin Bikis, Marahavin Bikas. I hope all is well. I hope that you all are having a beautiful day today and not only beautiful, blessed as well. As you all saw in this new episode here, When Things Fall Apart, if you haven't joined in earlier, please check out the other previous episodes, all nine of them, because we're in episode 10 now, but it will be good to check out episode one so you have an idea of what When Things Fall Apart consists of entirely or in its entirety. Um, we're going to be talking about how the love that will not die. I'm going to start off by saying today, in difficult times, it is only Barahinchira that heals. When inspiration has become hidden, when we feel ready to give up, this is the time when healing can be found in the tenderness of pain itself. This is the time to touch the genuine heart of Barahachira. Now, I'm going to pronounce it a couple different ways that other folks might see it, maybe in English or Spanish or anything. So in English, it pronounces more of Barhechira. Um, in Spanish, it would look more, because I speak Spanish as well, so it would look more as, you know, Barhechita, you know, Barhechita. Um, and if you're from another country, it might sound something of Barhechita or Barhechita. It depends on the way you would like to pronounce it. The point is, is that... <laughs> I have pronounced it in a million ways now, so I'm going to start on and get on with the content that you all really clicked on the video to hear, which is the love that would not die. The father of two-year-old talks about, the father of a two-year-old talks about turning on the television and unexpectedly seeing the bombing of the federal building in Oklahoma City. He watched as the firemen carried up carried up the lit, bloody bodies of toddlers from the ruins of daycare center on the building's first floor he says that in the past he was able to distance himself from other people's suffering but since he's became a father things have changed he feels as if each of these children were his child he feels the grief of all the parents as his own grief this kinship with the suffering of others this inability to continue to regard it from afar is the discovery of our soft spot, the discovery of Bahachita. Bahachita is a Sanskrit word that means noble or awkward, uh, you know, awakened heart. So it means noble or awakened heart. It is said to be present in all beings, just as butter is inherent in milk and oil and it's inherent as well in sesame seed. This soft spot is inherent in you and me. Stephen Levine writes of a woman who was dying in terrible pain and feeling overwhelming bitterness. At the point at which she felt she couldn't bear the suffering and resentment any longer, she unexpectedly began to experience the pain of others in agony. A starving mother in Ethiopia, a runaway teenager dying of an overdose in a dirty flat, a man crushed by a landslide and dying alone by the banks of a river. She says she understood that it wasn't her pain, it was the pain of all beings. It wasn't just her life, it was life itself. We awaken this bahachita, this tenderness for life, when we can no longer shield ourselves from the vulnerability of our condition, from the basic, you know, from the basic fragility of existence. 
in the words of the 16th, for this case, I'm going to shorten it, G. Karamapa, you take it all in, she, she or he says, you let the pain of the world touch your heart and turn into compassion. It is said that in difficult times, it is only the Bodhachita that heals. So remember what the Bodhachita is. Bodhachita is the discovery of our soft spot. Okay. Continuing. And it's said that only in difficult times, it's only the Bodhachita that heals. So when inspiration has become hidden, when we feel ready to give up, this is the time when healing can be found in the tenderness of pain itself. This is the time to touch the genuine heart of Bodhachita. In the midst of loneliness, in the midst of fear, in the middle of feeling misunderstood and rejected is the heartbeat of all things, the genuine heart of sadness. Just as a jewel that has been buried in the earth for a million years is not discolored or harm in the same way this noble heart is not affected by all of our kicking and screaming. The jewel can be brought on or brought out into the light at any time and it will glow as brilliantly as if nothing had ever happened. No matter how we how we commit it, we are to our unkindness, our selfishness or greed, the genuine heart of Bahachita cannot be lost. It is here and on that lives never mirrored and completely whole. We think that protecting ourselves from suffering, we are being kind to ourselves. Let me tell you folks that the truth is we only become more fearful, more hardened, and more alienated. We experience ourselves as being separate from the world as a whole. This separateness becomes like a prison for us, a prison that restricts us to our personal hopes and fears and to caring only for the people nearest to us. Curiously enough, if we primarily try to shield ourselves from discomfort, we suffer. Yet, when we don't close off and we let our hearts break, we discover our kinship with all beings. His Holiness, the the Law Lama, describes two kinds of selfish people, the unwise and the wise, unwise selfish people think only of themselves and the result is confusion and pain folks why selfish people know that the best thing they can do for themselves is to be there for others i would consider myself a wise woman as a result they experience joy so when we see a woman or a child begging on the street when we see a man merciless beating his terrified dog When we see a teenager who has been badly beaten or see fear in the eyes of a child, do we turn away because we can't bear it? Most of us probably do. Someone needs to encourage us not to brush aside what we feel, not to be ashamed of the love and the grief it arouses in us, not to be afraid of pain. Someone needs to encourage us that this soft spot in us could be awakened and that to do this, would change our lives. The practice of tunglin, sending and receiving, is designed is designed to awaken Bodhachita, to put us in touch with genuine noble heart. It is a practice of taking in pain and sending out pleasure, and therefore completely turns around our well-established habit of doing just the opposite. Tonglin is the practice of creating practice. Tonglin is the practice of creating space. 
ventilating the atmosphere of our lives so that people can breathe freely and relax, folks. Whenever we encounter suffering in any form, the Tonglin instruction is to breathe it in with the wish that everyone could be free of pain. Amen. Whenever we encounter happiness in any form, the instruction is to breathe it out, send it out with the wish that everyone could feel joy. It is a practice that allows people to feel less burdened and less cramped. A practice that shows us how to love, how to love without conditions. Bo and Sita Lazoff have been helping people in prison for over 20 years. They teach meditation. They give talks and books and newsletters. They give earthy and inspiring spiritual advice. Every day their mailbox is packed with letters from people doing time. Every day they answer as many as they can. Sita told me that sometimes those letters would be so filled with misery that she would feel overwhelmed. Then without ever having heard of Tonglin, she just naturally began breathing in all the pain in those letters and sending out relief. Many people who are dying of AIDS have begun to do Tonglin. They breathe in for all the others in the same boat. They breathe in to the suffering of millions of men and women and children who have AIDS as well. They breathe out of wellness, a kindness, as one man said, quote unquote, it doesn't hurt me. It makes me feel that my pain is not in vain, that I am not alone and useless. It makes all of this worthwhile. Amen. (laughs) Can I get an amen from somewhere? (laughs) Not alone, folks. We're not alone. Someone out there is doing worse than you. Someone is worse than you. You are not alone. I talked about this in my other episodes. You're not alone. Stop trying to feel privileged. We are all going through our own separate struggle. You are not alone. I guarantee your struggle you're going through, I'm going through as well. When we protect ourselves so we won't feel pain, that protection becomes like armor, like armor that imprisons the softness of the heart. We do everything we can think of not to feel anything anything threatening. We try to prolong feeling good about ourselves. Looking at colored pictures and magazines of people having fun on the beach, many of us earnestly wish that life could be that good. When we breathe in pain, somehow it penetrates that armor. The way we guard ourselves is getting softened up. This heavy, rusted, rusty and creaking armor begins to seem not so monolithic after all. With the in-breath, the armor begins to fall apart and we find we can breathe deeply and relax. The kindness and tenderness begin to emerge. We don't have to tense up as if our whole life were being spent in the dentist's chair. When we breathe our relief and spaciousness, we are also encouraging the armor to dissolve. The out-breath is a metaphor for opening our whole being. When something is precious, instead of holding it rightly, we can open our hands and share. We can give it all the way. We can share the wealth of this unfathomable human experience. A man who had been sexually abused as a baby begins to have complete recall. Without knowing where the inspiration comes from, he begins to breathe in all the pain of that terrified and helpless infant. Then he breathes in the pain of all babies everywhere. Babies who are just barely surviving because of neglect, abuse, disease, and war. Out of nowhere, he discovers Bahachita. A wakened heart can always be discovered like that. It does not take gearing up or struggling to achieve. When strategies are not yet formed and we feel uncertain about which way to turn, in those moments of vulnerability, Bahachita is always there. It manifests as basic openness, which, which Buddhists call 
Shahadi, or you can pronounce it Shahadi. It manifests as basic tenderness, basic compassionate warmth. Remember the compassion cult, y'all, the compassion game. When we walk around like we're expecting to be attacked, we block it. So, so when we release the tension between this and that, the struggle between us and them, that's when Bodhachita will emerge. At the re- relative level, our noble heart is felt as kinship with all beings. At the absolute level, we experience it as groundlessness or open space. Because Bodhachita gives us no ground, it cuts through our concepts and ideals. So we can't make it into our project of becoming a good person, quote unquote, or the one you can always count on to be there. It's far more uncertain than that. Because Bodhachita awakens tenderness, we can't use it to distance ourselves. Bodhachita can't be reduced to an abstraction about the emptiness of pain. We can't get away with saying there's nothing happening and nothing to do, quote unquote. The relative and absolute work together to connect us with ultimate love and unlimited love. Compassion and shanyata are the qualities of love that will not die. This is the love that will not die. Compassion, that doesn't die out. When we experience the soft spot of Bonhachita, it's like returning home, man. It's as if we had amnesia for a very long time and awakened to remember who we really truly are. The poet Mr. Rumi, or Jalaluddin Rumi, writes of night travelers who search the darkness instead of running from it. A companionship of people willing to know their own fear. Whether it is in a small fears of a job interview or the unmemeable terrors imposed by war, prejudice, and hatred. Whether it is in the loneliness of a widow or the horrors of a children shamed or abused by a parent and the tenderness of the pain itself, night travelers discover the light of Bodhachita. Bodhachita is available in moments of caring for things when we clean our glasses or brush our hair. It's available in moments of appreciation when we notice the blue sky or pause and listen to the rain. It is available in moments of gratitude when we recall a kindness or recognize another person's courage. It is available in music and dance and art and poetry whenever we let go of holding on to ourselves and look at the world around us, whenever we connect with sorrow, whenever we connect with joy, whenever we drop our resentment and complaint. In those moments, Bahachita is here, folks. It's here. Bahachita is here. Spiritual awakening is frequently described as a journey to the top of the mountain. We leave our attachments and our worldliness behind and slowly make our way to the top. At the peak, we have transcended all pain. The only problem with this metaphor is that we leave all the others behind. Our drunken brother, our schizophrenic sister, our tormented animals and families and friends, their suffering continues unrevealed and unrelieved by our personal escape. In the process of discovering Bodhachita, the journey goes down, not up. It is as if the mountain pointed toward the center of the earth instead of reaching into the sky. Instead of transcending the suffering of all creatures, we move toward the turbulence and doubt. We jump into it. We slide into it. We tiptoe into it. We move toward it however we can. Finally, folks, we explore the reality and unpredictability of insecurity and pain. And we try to push it away, try not to push it away. And if it takes years, if it takes lifetime, we let it be as is. So we don't want to push it away. 
okay? At our own pace, without speed or aggression, we move down and down and down. With us move millions of others, our companions and awakening from fear. At the bottom, we discover water, the healing water of Barhachita. Right down there in the thick of things, we discover that love will not die. I'm going to say that again. Right down there in the thick of things, we discover the love that will not die. Folks, folks, folks. Yes, indeed. Again, I have traveled a power mess, powerful messages coming from hard advice for difficult times, written by my dearest Miss Pima Chadron, narrated by myself, Miss Javier Jimenez Gallegos. Misses for you all. Misses. I'm a married woman. Coming from the Shambhala classics. This is what we're talking about, folks. This is what we're talking about when things fall apart. This is what you turn to. Bodhachita. 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 The discovery of our spot. The discovery of our spot. Folks, this is what we need. Right now, we in a, unfortunately, we are in a world of turmoil. Every time you turn around, there's a shooting. Somebody is dying. As we speak right now, there's somebody dying. It's unblockable. It's irresistible. We cannot miss it. It, it, It's there. The drama, the chaos, and everything is there. But it is us to... It's up to us as the compassion cult, the compassion gang. There's a lot of cults that's been in the world. And a lot of people, when they hear cults, they think negative. Okay? But we're talking about a compassion cult here. I'm not talking about change your hair and this is who you should be with. No, we're talking about something simple. This is the easiest gang you could join. The easiest cult you could join. The compassion cult. That's my compassion cult. Because you're going to awaken and you're going to live again. Follow these steps. Bahachita. Look for your soft spot. Focus on impermanism or impermanence, however you want to pronounce it. I pronounce it differently sometimes. That's because I'm foreign, so I apologize. The way I pronounce words, sometimes it's foreign, so I got to correct myself and make sure I pronounce it in the right way that other people can understand or if you have to look it up in a dictionary. But in my other in my other episodes, I talk about impermanence. It's very important. It's seeing the goodness in reality, whether or not that's good or bad. Very important. Please look into my other episodes on impermanence. That's going to open up your eyes just by itself before you even get to this part. But if you got to this part beforehand, go back. You're not going to miss anything. I talk about something different every time, all within the same series. Okay? So, with all of that being said, I am honored. I'm always honored. I'm pleased that you choose to take the, the time to click on this video instead of clicking on something else that might be Maybe I would say a little bit ridiculous at the moment that can maybe stay till later. Only you would know. But you took the time. You took the time to come here. Check me out and listen to this information that I'm spreading. I'm spreading it like a wildfire. Because when there's good information out there that can help the world and help yourself, it's good to spread it. We don't want to spread spread a bad virus now. We want to spread a good virus. We already got a bad virus out there that's killing a lot of folks, unfortunately. You know, 
rest in peace to all the folks that have been losing their lives during COVID and stuff like that. But all of this has to be tied into to perspective, folks. I'm sorry, I don't want to offend anybody, but all of this has to be tied into perspective. Stay in your home. If, you, if you're not going to work outside the home or you're not doing to do your mandatory things outside, stay at home, folks. Stop mingling. Stop hanging out all about with everybody. Everybody and their primos and if you're not understanding Spanish, okay, or your primos, your cousin, (laughs) you know, everybody and their friends and hanging out. I know everybody wants to get together and stuff, but we're still in a pandemic, okay? Still in a pandemic. And when you start to focus on yourself and give yourself self-love, you won't need all that additional stuff that you think you need. You won't need it. I promise you won't need it. So... Again, I'm honored and I'm pleased. Thank you for taking the time out of your day, 20 to 25 minutes out of your day in order to listen to me and listen to my voice. That maybe could be a nuisance to some of you. <laughs> I would hope not, being that it's a podcast. But uh, um, I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. And please tune in for the rest of my episodes. And um, I appreciate you all. And I appreciate any um, donations to my podcast that you make or any contributions that you do on a monthly basis shout outs to all i appreciate you all thank you so much if you're not sure about that stuff you can donate a dollar to five dollars to ten dollars a month it's up to you you don't have to this is a free podcast for all again may peace be with all and in arabic as i say assalamu alaikum and everyone have a beautiful and blessed day Thank you.